Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. It is a finally Friday here on Talk of the Town. I'm looking forward to the weekend. How about you? Lisa Kay in on the KTOE studio, and we've got District 77 Superintendent Paul Peterson in with us. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. It's nice to see you, Lisa. How are you doing with summer? Uh, summer. I mean, you don't really get a summer off. Summer's, no, summer's great. You get a little time off? Now, don't lie. Take, you some, a- take some Fridays off here and there. Okay. Um, going to the, the, ABBA, the ABBA concert up <gasps> at the Chanhassen tonight. Um, well, it's like a... It's like a tribute show? Yeah, like a tribute. Okay. We were up there a few months ago, and we saw that in the program. We're like, that sounds kind of fun. That's awesome. <laughs> so, no, summer's fantastic. You know, middle of July, we're, the, the next school year is getting... You know, you can kind of see it way off in the distance, but... Mm-hmm. Way too far off for us to get too amped up quite yet, but uh, there's a lot of work getting done, but um, enjoying summer for sure. I was reading, the articles are coming out now for those of us that are in radio about how much money we're spending going back to school as far as being parents, right? Like the books are going to cost X, Y, Z, and here's what the average person spends on. And I looked at this number that gets put out and it was something crazy like, like the average parent spends six hundred dollars on back to school is that yeah. real like really it is it is and and when you think of people's ability to to do things like that i mean first off i heard the first ad it may have been on one of you your, hear a back i don't know a i may have heard ad? it around here no um that the week after the fourth of july i mean honestly it was that that next monday we're moving it up just like we move up like halloween gets moved up and christmas gets moved up unreal and- yeah and the announcer was like, "It's back to back to school time," and I'm and I know You're I like, no, it's not. I said that out loud. I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> just stop already, would you? But you're right, parent caregivers. Um, the it's costly. There's and there and then there are these back to school supply lists and. Well, then I wonder to myself. I do as just as a parent, I'll tell you, like I've bought stuff and sent the kids to school and they'll come home and they've used not very much of it. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's because teachers have some of those supplies in the classroom that they supply as well. Oh, they do. And, and so, that's, that's you're also getting last year's crayons. That's mm-hmm. what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And so people, people are able to spend their dollars. Teachers are spending some of their own money. Once they get into that classroom, I mean, it's kind of every, they, they're spreading things out and right. making sure everyone's got what they need. But yeah, it's, we're kind of, we're getting closer and closer to that zone of summer, which is, all right, time to go find the new clothes, new pens. and The new folders. I always love that time of year shopping, but now it's frustrating in this town, I will say, because things sell out mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like there's no folders. There's no there's no folders with the, the three ring hole punch in it. I, I, where do they all? I don't know. So I'm not looking forward to that. However... I only have the two that I have to buy for right now. Well, think about in a month. I mean, when we're in mid-August, later August, I mean, that's, I mean, the wheels, I mean, the wheels aren't quite up off the runway mm-hmm. and away we go, but the plane's rumbling, you know, <laughs> we're, know. we're going down that runway. And, and, and you guys are working. So, I mean, the board's still working through the summer. Yeah. They don't stop. Boy, the board, and this summer, especially the, the board has had some big um, topics for them to be, and they're continuing to wrestle with as we prepare for next school year i mean this the last few months has been about budget and then looking at long-range facilities planning they've had some curriculum things to address um yeah so our board board uh, just keeps on trucking um throughout the summer what are they working on can mm-hmm. you give us any specifics yeah, well, things that have happened yeah this past week uh, the board had a work session on wednesday uh really two well there were two agenda items one 
the the bulk of the session was focused on long range facilities planning and I know no secret I mean the board has been thinking about and planning for a you know eventual bond referendum mm-hmm. to help support facilities across Mankato area public schools and so the board continues to take steps they're going to have to make a decision by their August 21st meeting about if there will be a November bond vote okay. for a school district residents to support facility improvements, upgrades, repurposing across many of the schools. So we can talk a little bit about that. And then the second part of their work session on Wednesday night, or the first part, I guess it was, the, the first hour was spent uh, listening to a curriculum appeal from a community member who uh, had raised some concerns about um, a, an instructional material that was used in a high school course. And so the board heard that appeal, denied it, but then got to work on the facilities projects um, that you know, if I were if I were to uh, project out as to what our fall is going to be looking like, I, th- I think we're going to be in referendum information mode. Oh, um, based okay. on what the what the sentiment of the board is. Okay, all right. Do you want to cover at all the um, the curriculum appeal, or is that like a? Oh no, for sure. Yeah, that's you know we thankfully school districts Mankato no different has policies that outline when a community member, a parent, a student has a concern about something that's used in class. Okay. There's a there's a procedure to to go through and um, that starts with complaints or with questions being asked at the teacher level and then if there's no resolution or satisfaction. So whatever it is like why is this being presented in this manner yeah. or at all or whatever. That's exactly okay. right. And okay. so the the process includes teachers, it includes the building principal, um, if there isn't a resolution at the school level, then that activates what's called the reconsideration committee. And that's made up of not only school people, but also community members. Okay. Those people come together. And again, all dictated by school district policy, they have a series of questions that they go through to take a look at the curriculum mm-hmm. to see if it's viable, see if it's relevant, see if it's appropriate. Um, there are eight questions that they answer. That committee uh, did their work uh, earlier this spring, uh, denied the request to remove the curriculum in this case. And then the final element of that whole process is that the complainant can then appeal that decision to the full school board. Okay. And so that's what the board heard on Wednesday night this this week. Um, It was a rich discussion, good back and forth between the community member and the board. Uh, The board ultimately voted to uphold the committee's decision, and so now that's that has been resolved, but um, that's a process. It's a really interesting process, Lisa, because the, our school district has had very, very few of those. I mean, no one in our offices can remember um, the last time we've done that. Okay, so but it was, it's good to know that there is a process for right, that, right? right? More times than not, you're, um, I would say 99% of the time when questions come up about curriculum or instruction or how things are going in a class, right. those get addressed and resolved at the teacher level. Sometimes it might go to a principal okay. you know, with a parent connecting with the principal about something, but that's what probably made this a little bit more rare is that it went through all of the different steps. And thankfully we have those. Mm-hmm. So people know that um, if there isn't resolution, there's a next step. But Wednesday night was the end of the road. Board made the decision to okay. uphold the committee's decision. And uh, so now we move on. All right. And then, so the other thing that you were talking about, um, you know, in cases like that, I guess not everybody's always happy when they walk out, but you have an answer and there's a process for a reason. Um, But the other thing that they were talking about was what were the facilities? And I'd be interested as a parent to know what do we need as far as our facilities 
because um, that's, I mean, we're talking building like sporting events, things like that. Right. Or, or right. So the fields. Yep. Is that Man- what? So Mankato Schools has been in facilities planning for, <laughs> it's been six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really moving at a pretty good clip pre-COVID. COVID occurs. And I think wisely our school board and our district leaders said, slow down. You know, our community has much more pressing needs, economic needs, safety, security, like just their own health and well-being. Right. That was not the time for us to be pushing through facilities planning, even though we kept. You know, that's interesting because I've talked to the people from the city and the county. It's all the same. Everybody had stuff they were working on. Then COVID was like, hold on, let's break for a second because we have to deal with this first. So now you're, it sounds like you're just getting back into that. Like, let's start talking about this. Right. And so the, the talking has continued. Um, as COVID is is further and further in the rearview mirror, thankfully, the board, the, the the facility needs of the board that the board has identified and that task forces have identified in district and school leaders are still there. And so now the board has really been working in the last seven, eight months about getting serious, about putting something on the ballot as early as this November. Mm-hmm. Um, the board's done a couple different community surveys to gauge community interest or understanding as to what the issues are. And then also, even more, just as important, the board has asked the community, so where are you at with your taxes on this? Because that's... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting you say that, because yesterday I had a conversation with my husband who was like, our taxes went up like 300 some odd dollars yeah. on our, you know, on the house and all yep. that. Property values are up, yeah. escrows are, are coming in yeah. higher. Um, and so that's why you do community surveys, because... A school district is not well served by going out and asking questions of voters that they may very well want to support, mm-hmm. but they just can't right now. Yeah, based on their their personal economics, and so the board has uh, uh, have, has had outside surveyors do random sampling mm-hmm. of our community twice now, once in January, once in June, and so on Wednesday night, the board really is starting to settle in on what the potential ask would be. Okay. Um, and so the projects that are really the top, top, top of the list of needs um, are really into th- three categories. The first one is making sure that we have welcome, safe, and secure schools across Mankato's uh, area public schools. All right. And what so, does that mean? Yeah. So what does... I'm like, are we talking like metal detectors? What are we talking? Right. What we're really talking about is if anybody's ever been in, if you've ever entered Prairie Winds Middle School mm-hmm. or... Rosa Parks or Eagle Lake Elementary or East. Yeah. Um, a safe and secure entrance isn't simply just getting buzzed in from the front door and mm-hmm. then having having your way with the building. A, a more safe and a more secure front entrance requires what's called a single point of entry where you're maybe getting access to a vestibule, but then you actually have to go through an office. Right. You go to the office, you swipe your driver's license, you sign up, you um, you have someone ask you, what's your business here? or what, what, How can we help you? Yep. Who are you and, here to see? Where are you going? Yep. And then if you have to have access to the building, if you have to get into classrooms or go see a teacher or by all means, I mean, we want to have welcoming environments to sure. do that. But, but the mental well-being and the mental wellness of making sure that our kids and our staff know that um, we have, not only do we have locked doors, but we have we have the infrastructure right. just to make sure that we are slowing people down when it comes to the access of the building. So when we talk welcoming, safe, and secure, that's really, we, we have multiple schools. Most of our elementary schools simply have a buzzer mm-hmm. on, on the front door. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, can I come in? Sure. And away you go. We need to tighten that up just a little bit. So that's the first element of what would be on a bond. 
So question. does that mean, I mean, if it passes, per mm-hmm. se, does that mean that schools would be redesigned or, or entryways, offices could be moved in order to have our corridors? Right. I, yeah. Something? Per, yeah, all of the above. I mean, I think in a lot of our schools, we can just repurpose the space. Okay. We can maybe take a closed classroom and turn that into the office, mm-hmm. take where the existing office is, either make that the cl- uh, classroom or maybe make it into a more of a multi-purpose okay. special education more flex right, spaces right. in some of our schools. Some of them will take a, a more significant redesign. Others um, won't take much at all. But okay. that makes sense. Yeah, that, that, that's really the first element that our board has identified as a must for the future of our, um, again, welcoming, safe, and secure schools. Sure. Second element of a potential bond um, would be to address early learning. And really, there are two elements of early learning that um, we've been working on over the last several years, but we need to finish the job. One is we've got we have this new beautiful map center for learning yeah. up on Map Drive, right off the of stadium. It's the old MRCI building. Mm-hmm. We have preschool classes going on right now in there. That's a big building where mm-hmm. we can expand greatly the amount of early childhood special ed, early childhood family ed, school readiness, daycare. Right. Um, is there's there's a lot of opportunity and the commitment that we have to our youngest of families is we've got your back. We've got a place that's going to be affordable that you can bring your kid um, and we can get them ready for kindergarten from birth right up to age that's five. That's got to be creating jobs as well. Well, yeah. And, and we know it's tight and you know, the, yeah. the labor market's tight, but um, close proximity to man, uh, MSU, mm-hmm. you know, so whether you're talking college, college students looking yep. to, to make some money, ACEs programming, there's a lot of opportunity in that school uh, or in that space related to early learning. And then the other element of the early learning piece is at Eagle Lake. Um, that's a really important part of our school district. Um, Eagle Lake has daycare mm-hmm. uh, challenges and needs along with pre- preschool. And at our existing Eagle Lake site, there's an opportunity for us to do some repurposing of that building to meet the needs of you know our youngest learners. And so that's that's in the, the second part of a potential bond referendum. And then the third part is that we've got to get started on the um, what we're calling phase one of West High School. Um, West is the original Mankato High School built that, you know, started back in 1951. Mm-hmm. And while there has been some improvements there, you think of like the cafeteria, great uh, redesign several years ago. There's a lot of structures in that school that need um, just an overhaul. Yeah, The pool hasn't had any water in it now for three years. Mm-hmm. That needs to get torn down. We need a new pool up and likely to be put up uh, uh, at the Dakota Meadows site. Um, and then we can take that space and we can repurpose fine arts and athletic space and flex common spaces for kids. If you think that East High School had a renovation done about 10 years ago, yeah. um, really opened up that building. Yeah. And our West students and staff, but our West students especially, um, need that too. Yeah. Um, sc- school and the school experience has changed and that building needs to change to kind of keep up with okay. um, those times. So th- those are really the three big components of um, a likely bond referendum in November, but the board still has a few weeks to be thinking about maybe some um, different options as they package all that together and go out to voters. So what happens then as they as they start thinking about this, we're going to have to go out and I, is it is it a marketing type thing? Mm-hmm. We're letting people know now, yeah. but what does the school district do in order to inform people of why we're asking for money? Yeah, I think that, and, and I think that's a really important clarification that if and when the board does make a decision to move forward with a bond referendum, the information from the school district will be just that. 
It will be information, mm-hmm. um, not choosing a side, not uh, dabbling in the world of advocacy or, hey, you really got to vote yes. The information coming from our office and from our school board needs to be information. Mm-hmm. It needs to be, what is it? What's the need? How much is it going to cost you? How can you vote? If you have any questions, here are the people that you need to contact. Right. Um, if there are advocacy groups, you know, take, for example, a vote yes campaign right. or a vote no campaign. Right. That happens outside of our work. Right. Um, and oftentimes in school districts, you, you could have you could have advocacy groups pop up. Um, mm-hmm. We don't anticipate a, a strong vote no when you're talking about your earliest learners and you're talking right. about safe schools and you're talking about remodeling a high school that you know was built 70 plus years ago. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you never know. Um, and, you know, we'll all just kind of wait and see if there is some advocacy on the pro side. Um, there are some options that the board is thinking about that might get included in a second question okay. that could spark some advocacy um, because we have some out, outside facilities, some sports facilities. Yeah, that, he mentioned facilities and it's all, yeah. it's all it seems like inside the building. But right. what about, you know, sometimes you go to other communities and their their stadiums are brand new. They've got brand, <laughs> and you kind of go, well, why? Right. Yeah. What so, about us? Well, Where's there? So when you look at the big nine um, and Mankato is a strong, proud member of the big nine athletic mm-hmm. conference. There are improvements, outdoor facility, indoor facilities, but if you just take a look at, say, their tracks and their football and their soccer, um, those continue to be um, communities are investing their dollars to make sure that kids have good facilities to play their their sports, be involved in their activities. Some of those spaces are multi-purpose. And so the board is thinking about um, the potential of a second question. Okay. All of those things I was sharing about with the the highest priorities would be a standalone question one. Okay. A question two would be, well, if question one passes, mm-hmm. here's question two. Is the community interested in making some investments in um, your outdoor co-curricular? Okay. Totally separate question. Totally then. separate. Okay. Right. And um, again, that there'd be a price tag along with that. And the community would uh, be able to weigh in potentially on November 7th. And then we take the results as they come and, Go from there. With about a minute left, how do you decide how much is the ask? I, I think that's why it's so important that our school board listens to the community through the surveys that we've been doing. Okay. Um, that is the, the surveying company that we've used, the Morse Leatherman Company. They've been doing this for decades. Mm-hmm. And the data is clear. If you follow your community's lead to say, this is, <laughs> we're with you. But but we can only be with you to a certain extent. But you get two bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you go above that, okay, um, that's when districts run into trouble. And so the question we ask on our team is, well, how many times do we want to do this? Right. You know, the answer is once. Yeah, we want to get it right. And so there there will always be more needs right. than what we can afford right now. But then you that's why you have long range planning. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking of the next time. And in here in Mankato, bond referendums have come up about every 10 years sure. and we're at 10 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. Uh, so we may be seeing this very shortly. Don't be surprised. There you go. So you heard it here, right? <laughs> hey, if uh, if people have any questions, is there a, a good place to go to email those in? Yeah, or? great great place always is to our website, isc77.org. Okay. All of our contact information is on there. There's actually a place where people can put questions and just send them right to our office. They all get to me, and uh, we make sure that we get back to everybody. Try to get a little bit of a break in there, too. You got it. All right. Paul Peterson, District 77 Superintendent, in to talk a little bit about what's going on with the board during the summertime. Uh, hopefully you catch some sun. Have a good time at the ABBA Tribute yeah. Show. I'll tell you all about it. Perfect. We'll see you next time. See ya.